Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning, Hillside. It's your good friend, Jeb, here today. If it's your first time here at Hillside, welcome. It's great to have you here today. If you're live here in church, we'd love for you to stop back by our table in our foyer before you leave our worship experience today. We've got some great gifts we'd like to give you. And if you're checking us out online for the first time, you can find out more about our church at hillsideassembly.org. That's where all the good info's at. Well, hey, we're going to have a great day today because today is our third and final service for our missions convention. Woo, we have had a great time. And we've got our good friends, Brandon and Rachel Powell, missionaries all the way from Thailand with us today. Let's give it up for them. Woo! Well, hey, we got some great announcements to talk about. So let's do that. Well, first of all, it is our missions convention, and we want to make sure everybody here today has got a faith promise. So Mr. Nick, he is passing those out right now. If you don't have a faith promise form, you raise your hand. He's going to make sure to give you one of those, and I'll make sure that you get a pen as well. So make sure you've got your faith promise cards and a pen. Raise those hands. Let Mr. Nick know if you need one of those. Well, our second announcement today... We got to be really quiet because I got to whisper to you. That's right. The ladies are going to start a weekly Bible study and it's called Whisper. Now, I don't know, Miss Kathy, if I can whisper the rest of this announcement. So I'm not going to do that. We're going to have ourselves a great ladies Bible study. It's a weekly study that's going to run from next week through the beginning of June. It's going to be phenomenal. It's called Whisper. It's all about God speaking to us. Ladies, you don't want to miss that. You want to be able to hear everything. God is speaking to you. And Mark Batterson is an incredible pastor, author, and teacher. So that's going to be a great Bible study. It kicks off next Saturday at 9 a.m. Next Saturday, 9 a.m. in the church lounge. Ladies, be there. Well, on April 9th, that's a Saturday, we're going to have ourselves a great old church work day. So put on your grubby clothes and come be a part of cleaning up our church campus. Uh, Attached to your bulletin is a sheet that tells you all the things that you can bring and all the projects we want to accomplish that day. Coffee and donuts are served at 8.30 and church cleanup is from 9 to noon on April 9th. Come be a part and clean up the church with us. Nick and Miss McCastry and some missions all on up to the platform. I'll see the rest of you guys down in Kids Church today. Bye! Well, good morning. It's great to have you for here for our third and final service uh, for our missions convention. We're going to have a great service today. Uh, before I uh, talk to Nick and Michaela about some really cool opportunities, they've had and are going to have here in the near future, uh, we do want to pass along a little bit of information to you. Uh, We did have someone in our church pass away yesterday morning, and uh, Garrett Peschke 
passed away unexpectedly, unexpectedly yesterday morning. Uh, and so we do want to keep Betty and the family in our prayers. Uh, there will be a, a small family service later this week. Um, but uh, love on them when you see them. I'll be following up with Betty a little later this afternoon. But can we just take a moment and pray for that family uh, this morning? Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that you give us to connect with people. Lord, like last week, you reminded us in the service that we never know uh, when it's the last time that we'll, we'll have to connect with someone and how important it is to, to flourish in those relationships. And Lord, I, I'm so grateful you gave Betty a, a whole extra week with her husband. Uh, Lord, and unexpectedly, you called Garrett home. He's worshiping with us this morning on the other side of eternity. But Lord, for Betty, there is a there's a broken heart uh, this morning as she she walks through this process and as the family walks through this process, their kids and grandkids, Lord, we pray for your peace over them. We pray, Lord, as a church that we would come alongside them, love on them, serve them in whatever way they need us to serve them uh, through this season. And Lord, we pray this morning for our missions convention. God, you have great and amazing things in store for this church. As we prioritize missions, as we stretch our faith this morning, I believe we're going to do more for missions than we've ever done before. And Lord, I believe as we do that, you're going to flow in this church in ways we've never seen before too. And Lord, we're going to reach this community in brand new, exciting ways. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to lift your name up today as a church. And God's people said, amen. So with me this morning is Nick and Michaela. Now, uh, I'm going to start with Michaela because spring break was a week, a little over a week ago, and you had an amazing opportunity to serve uh, in, in on a missions endeavor. And so just really quickly this morning, could you share just a little bit about that? And I think what I'm going to do is have you uh, and Kyle come back next Sunday for Mission Sunday and share a little more, more in length with what you guys did. But share really quickly what you did over spring break. Yeah, so um, we went to New Orleans, Louisiana, um, and they get a lot of like strong storms there. Um, so in, I think, summer of 2021, they had Hurricane Ida. And so we were um, doing a lot of demolishing of houses that had been, or not houses, but like the inside of the houses um, that had been damaged by the hurricane. Um, and so a lot of the roofs got damaged. So the ceilings and the walls got moldy from the water that came in. So we had to wear hazmat suits and respirators so that we wouldn't breathe in the mold spores. But it was hard work at first. Um, but once I got to meet the lady that whose house we were working on, uh, it was just a great, like she was so grateful for um, us just volunteering our time, um, taking the time to, to go all the way there and help her because she doesn't have um, homeowner's insurance. So she couldn't pay for any of the people to come and, and take care of her house. So it was just really awesome. She had a beautiful house. So it was just really an honor to help her out. And then the last two days we worked on another person's house. Um, so we moved site locations, but it was just great. And um, yeah, it was awesome. So It's really cool. Now, Nick, 
understand fully yet at this point. But I love your heart, and I know that we were talking earlier this year, and and at one point I think you were frustrated, but you said, "Look, I'm going to do something for Jesus. I know that I'm going to find somewhere to go." Uh, and this summer, an opportunity has come available for you and Michaela and some others. So, can you just share with us a little bit what that what that is? Yeah, on May 23rd of this year. Some students from the college, along with Mandy and myself, uh, are going to the Dominican Republic for a little under two weeks, just a day under two weeks. I, it's, supposed to, it's usually just students, but because I'm an alumni, I'm eligible to go, and Mandy invited me uh, personally to come on the trip. She'll be the leader, and then I'll be the co-leader of the trip to go to the Dominican Republic. I think we have a picture of it. as a picture of us. There it is. That's where we're going to be going. It's the other side of the island from Haiti, which you probably can recognize more easily. If you can barely see the little red circle I put on Santiago, which is on the northern part of the country, that's where we're going to be landing. And then we'll be in the surrounding area, I believe, and working on different things. Each one of us is going to have different things to work on, depending on where they have us go and on God's delineation. We could be working with kids or with medical units. We could be working installing water purifiers for people. There's a lot of good service. We're, we're on, and all of it would be working with missionaries who are there full time. We're just coming to give them aid and, and help them. So it's, it, it's a number of things that we could be doing, but we'll be doing a bunch of stuff for sure, all of which very good service for the people who live in the Dominican Republic, many, many of which are poor, and certainly even the ones that aren't poor still are, are poor by our standards. So... To the group that's going, that picture, that's me up in the top right. That's all of us that are going, uh, Mandy and then just some students from the college and myself. And me. And Michaela. <laughs> Michaela's going. She's in the top left. And, yeah, uh, it, um, almost uh, all the kids in there are active in CCF, and it's really a great group. Most of them know Spanish really well, too, like Michaela. So it's... Very exciting group. I think I have one more slide now. Awesome. Oh, it looks really nice, too. The, the total needed is uh, around 1,400 for each uh, person who's going, I should specify. And you can give to one person individually, or you can give to like, the group in total. It's, it, it's pretty much the same either way. If, if one of us raises more than 1,400, then it just goes to the rest of the group anyway. If we all raise more than we need, then it can just be extra money for food and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, for each one of us, it's about 1,400. I myself have already raised about half of that. I don't know about the others, but yeah, we're, it, it's, we've got about a month and a half left to go to, to raise that, but we're, already, we're well on our way already. So Michaela, how, how good is your Spanish? It's got to be better than mine. I was in Saltillo, Mexico a few years ago, and I was inviting all these people to come to church, and we were giving away uh, free pop, Coca-Cola. And somehow I, what I was trying to say was, was, if you come to church tonight, we're giving away free Coca-Cola. And what I said to these guys was, if you come to church tonight, we're giving away free tail. Um, there were a lot of guys at church. 
uh, and they got to hear the gospel message. Uh, so I guess it all worked out. But after that, they sent me out with an interpreter. So I'm praying that your trip goes much better than that. Um, but we want to pray for you guys. And if you'd like to help these students go uh, on their missions trip, if you want to give to the church and just put a, a college trip or college Dominican Republic trip, uh, we will take care of making sure those finances get uh, over to you guys. Orleans, and then you went to Michaela this morning before we go into Michaela and Nick this morning. God, we thank you for these hearts that loves missions, that love you, that love people. Uh, and Lord, their opportunity to go with Mandy to the Dominican Republic. We pray, open the doors for them. Give them divine favor. Lord, we want to be a part of sending this team to do ministry and to help people connect with you as their Savior. Lord, we pray for Michaela this morning. God, you would continue to heal that shoulder, putting it back in its place. Uh, Lord, we just pray that, God, you would have your way in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, amen. amen. Well, at this point in time, let's turn this over to Robin because he's going to lead us in a couple worship songs. What I want to do to start worship, if you just close your eyes, I'm going to read a scripture verse, and I want you to picture this before we sing this song this morning. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Can you picture that? Millions upon millions of people just worshiping the Lord. And we get to join with them this morning. We're going to open by singing the song, the new doxology, Praise God to whom all blessings flow. Lord, we worship you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy heavenly saints proclaim let earth and heavenly saints proclaim the power and might of his great name let us exalt Praise God, praise 
house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Sing that again. Because we were the beggars, accepted, redeemed by There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. 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 Shout out your praise. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout and clap offering of praise this morning. We praise you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Was there a little bit of joy in the house this morning? Come on, is there a little bit of joy in the house this morning? Look, I know it's been deceptive all week. The sun comes out. It looks so nice out there. We walk outside and you freeze. And you know what? Sometimes life is like that. Sometimes it's tough. We're in a season that's difficult. There's things that happen unexpected. Knocks the wind out of us. I get that. But I want to tell you, the sun, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N, is shining today in this place because Jesus is among his people. And Jesus does amazing things. Amazing things. Just a little while, we're going to invite our speakers to come and share with us. But I think it's just divine what's happened um, with the timing of everything. I saw on Facebook this week, uh, Rachel, it was almost a year ago, um, where your life was almost lost, and you guys had an incredible loss in your family. And I remember the Sunday coming here and praying for you guys, and um, we wanted to bless you guys, and and now a year later, you guys are here at our missions convention, not only with these members of your family, but your brand new baby son. God is good. God is good. 
And if you're here this morning and you've gotten the wind knocked out of you this week or maybe even today as you were coming here, you got news about something happening. I want to tell you God is good. And he's got your situation in the palm of his hands. I don't know how he's going to write the story. I don't know what will happen to transpire to bring about the solutions that you need in your life. But I do know this. Jesus is faithful. So this morning, before we go any further, let's pray. God, we thank you that, God, you are a faithful God. Lord, there are those here this morning that are here in this service, those who are dealing with situations this morning, not able to be here, those online watching from from maybe far away but have connected with our service this morning. You are a God who loves your people. You have a plan and a purpose. And while there are times where we get the wind knocked out of us, there are times where we don't see the hope. We're in the tunnel, and it seems like there's no end in sight. Lord, I pray that, God, this morning you would speak to your people's hearts and you would let them know there is hope, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one like Jesus. Water into wine, you are a Savior that need a miracle in their life. Rachel is with us this morning because of a miracle, because of your divine hand. And the blessings that have flown in their life since is because of you. This morning, I pray for those who need a miracle like that, they would receive it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our missionaries that we had here last night. And their daughter-in-law has been stuck for a year, Lord, in Kenya, waiting to come here to be with her husband. God, we pray for a miracle right now for Ruth that God this week, that that paperwork would go through and that she would be able to join her husband anew. Lord, we thank you that you are a faithful God. We thank you and you are with us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, God's people said, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, Jeb was so busy doing all these other videos, he did not do a kid's dismissal video today. So I'm dismissing the kids. Kids, we are dismissing you right now with Miss Jackie. And by the way, it was Miss Jackie's birthday on Friday. So if you get a chance to tell her that, tell her happy birthday. You guys are going to have a great time downstairs. Uh, We've got one last thing that we want to talk to you about. I'm going to ask my good friend, Hiro, to come join me on the platform because we want to talk about missions opportunities for you as a member of Hillside Assembly. Uh, We've been working for a while to figure out a game plan and a strategy of what we're going to do. We did have a team prepped to go from here to Kenya. Uh, God has closed the doors for our team to go. Uh, But look, that's okay, because God puts everything in the way that he wants to. And uh, we've got some other great missions opportunities coming up. Uh, So we have a three-fold strategy for missions moving forward as a church. Uh, It says levels of missions, but don't think of them like one on top of the other. They are all vitally important. But three different types of experiences that we want to try to provide for you moving moving towards the future here at Hillside in ministering. So the three levels are are here. We'll start with the first one. The first is a one-day missions experience. Uh, And the one-day missions experience is teaming up with ministry partners like City on a Hill or with His House College Ministries to go and serve uh, for just one-day experiences. You'd go and come back on the same day. Uh, We've done stuff with City on the Hill before. Hiro, just share a little bit with us about what that kind of experience is like. So the date is for the second Saturday in June. 
uh, this year in a couple months. We're going to have the opportunity to go to a city on a hill. Uh, it's a ministry in the city of uh, inner city of Milwaukee, and uh, they basically reach out to uh, the the poorest of the poor in the city of uh, Milwaukee, which is a, a city of contrast. Um, and basically, they do a clinic for uh, people who do not have access to medical services, uh, dentistry. Uh, they have nurses, doctors, social workers, psychologists. So we need all sorts of people. If you're interested, please talk to me as soon as possible. We want to get a group of uh, 5 to 15 people. Uh, the sooner the better, because then we need to fill out some paperwork. It's basically, as Pastor said, a one-day experience. Um, we arrived there, um, you know, mid-morning, and we're done by, I would say, 4 o'clock. There's a number of people who have participated in the past, and we want to welcome people who have already participated or, or people who are interested in serving, again, the poorest of the poor. And, and look, you don't have to be a doctor, psychologist, or dentist to go. To go. Uh, if you just have a heart to serve, there's a place for you uh, on this team. My favorite thing to do is serve in the kitchen. I love it because I get to interact with almost everybody that comes that day. Uh, they're always trying to get me to go to the prayer room, and I tell them, guys, I'm a pastor. I do this all the time. I'd like to serve in a different capacity at this. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. We're looking at putting a trip together in June uh, to go down on City on a Hill. Experiences. Uh, this and probably doing things like me, uh, but it's something that we're praying about as we go into this season. We're headed into storm season. Uh, I know last year, Iowa got hit really hard. Uh, uh, Indiana, there's other places. So this would be something where on the spur of the moment, uh, we're saying, hey, look, in a week we're taking a trip. We're going to go help out this community. But it would be something we would partner with. Uh, we don't want to go down and just say, hey, we're just going to show up and get in the way. That is not the plan. It's to work with agencies or churches that have a need that say, yes, we need someone to come. Could you guys come and just gut houses, take insulation out, do the muck work, uh, and for us to be willing to just go and serve in that capacity. So we're looking at that, but those are things that we can't necessarily plan, but we are looking at uh, for possibilities for this season or the seasons to come. And then finally, the third one uh, is international missions experiences. These are seven to, day, seven to ten day experiences, and we are currently working towards a 2023 experience to Nicaragua. You want to share just a little bit on that, Jairo? Yeah, and for those of you who have been members of the church for I don't know, five to uh, 20 years plus, you know that we have uh, partaken in a number of uh, experiences to Nicaragua beginning in the year 2002, I believe, right, Mike? And, uh, and we have the opportunity to return to this orphanage called Sicrin, uh, Centro Infantil Cristiano uh, Nicaragüense. Um, and there's a plethora of activities that we can do there. Typically, when we go, we participate in uh, construction. Uh, right now, they are in the, um, aside from the orphanage itself, they are in the process of building or um, amplifying, so to speak, uh, current uh, Christian uh, church, uh, uh, educational uh, school that they have, that not only do they service the, the needs, the educational needs of the children of the orphanage, but they use it as a tool for the community. And so they, every year they are expanding new classrooms, they need bathrooms, they need dining halls, things like that. So in, the, in past years we have collaborated in that regard. And also there's opportunities for outreach um, 
we are in the planning stages right now, so we don't know the specifics, but there's plenty of opportunities for people to serve. So um, I believe the, uh, the, the shooting goal uh, that is uh, for us to go in the summer of 2023, uh, and then uh, you will be receiving more information about the details. We, right now we plan probably uh, September or October to have the first informational meeting on that, so we'll let you know plenty of time in advance. Uh, there's no commitment at this point, but uh, if, you're, if you're praying about this and you say, yeah, it's something interesting at that first meeting, you definitely want to be there. Uh, Mike and Jairo will probably be leading that endeavor, uh, and so we're excited about the missions opportunities coming to Hillside. How about, how about you guys? Are you guys excited? Awesome. And that's, look, this is all on top of the things that we're planning to do this summer. Uh, we're taking the gospel message back outside this summer for a summer preaching series outdoors. Uh, we're excited about that. We're bringing Friday night worship experiences back once a month uh, through the summer or about once a month. Uh, and on top of that, uh, last night we partnered with uh, our missionaries going to Kenya and the team going to Kenya. Uh, we were able to financially bless them last night, but we're also going to do a fundraiser for them in combination uh, with our worship night in June. Uh, to help raise more money and medical supplies for the medical team that's going. So we've got some great things coming, more information down the pipe. Uh, but we will, we will call it a quits for this uh, today. Can you give Jairo uh, just a big cheer for his work and endeavor in this? I can just, again, a reminder, if you're interested in going to that June uh, trip to uh, City on a Hill in Milwaukee, please talk to me as soon as possible so we get you on the list. And we will have more information next Sunday available for you uh, with your bulletin. So great stuff there. Uh, I'm excited this morning because it is, this is the service that everything's been building towards. Uh, this is the moment where we are going to experience uh, one of these. So if you don't have one, we want to speak to you. And you might need a pen. So if you need a pen or pencil, raise your hand. Nick's going around. This is the time to do it. Um, and we're going to take faith promises. We're not going to, again, don't fill out anything yet, because uh, I'll come back and talk to you about this. But today, it's an opportunity for us to stretch our faith. Um, I believe that God's going to speak to you in the next few moments and give you a figure for you and your family about what God's going to ask you to make a pledge towards in missions this year. This is above tithes and offerings, regular tithes and offerings. And look, I realize some people might go, Pastor, this is the worst time you could possibly be asking the church to do this. I mean, we're talking, we've got fuel prices going through the roof. We're in, we're in this, we're headed towards a recession. Uh, they're talking about a food shortage now. And we're like, hey, we're going to give more to missions than ever before. That sounds crazy. And you're right, it does. That sounds like something God would ask us to do. It does. Um, and I believe when we're faithful to do that, God moves in incredible ways. And I've seen time and time again where people give a faith promise that they can't do on their own. But through God, they're able to do some incredible stuff. And, and look, we're in a season where we're going to have to make some changes, church, um, because of, of the things happening in our culture, the price of gas, those kind of, we ta we're taking that all into account as a church. Like, okay, we might have to rethink how we do things and reprioritize how we do some things because of the things that are happening. And we're all going to have to do that on some scale. So I'm not saying for you, hey, I'm going to give this much, and then, and then you don't have to do anything to reach that goal, and you just wait for a check to come from God. God is expecting you when you make a faith promise for you to do your part, and then he will reach out and do the supernatural. Uh, we're going to see God do some incredible things with missions. I truly believe it. And as we see God do that, uh, we're going to see him do amazing things in and through the church. 
I, I honestly believe that. Uh, today, we've been really blessed uh, because Brandon and Rachel are here to share with us. And uh, on top of that, we realize there's a lot of things that we've been talking about giving <laughs> this weekend. But we've had uh, the blessing of a benefactor who is covering the cost of our missionaries today to bless them so that you can give financially this way. You can make pledges. Uh, and starting next Sunday, which will be Mission Sunday, we can start giving those monthly pet pledges. And so uh, I just want to say thank you to, to the individual who set that up for success so that we were able to do this. Uh, and with that, we want to have Brandon and Rachel uh, take over the service and talk to us about uh, missions, pledges, and faith promises. And to start that, we've got a video. Uh, so if you guys would roll that. There is a sound. Can you hear it? It searches, searches for those that will listen. Drifting, distant, disparate. It whispers in the ears of those that believe. It shouts in the streets, straining to be heard through the overwhelming noise. Can you hear us? The collective cry of fallen humanity, devoid of a savior. Centuries have passed without hope. We live here, hidden in the far away places. Our lands, strange. Our culture, a mystery, our hearts empty. Our people cling to anything that resembles truth. But what we seek remains out of reach. Our brutal spirits on the edge of breaking. Our prayers unanswered. Our gods stay silent. We are the never reached. We are still waiting. We hear a sound. It echoes in our ears. It wakes us in our sleep. A fan, God, with our victor wrecked through jungles, landed on forgotten islands, searching. Many have received, but far too many still remain. Too many haven't heard. Too many don't know. This unfinished task is our urgent kingdom mission. Chosen, seen, heard, called. Can you hear them? Nations, cities, tribes, people. They are the never reached. They've waited long enough. There is a sound. Can you hear it? On behalf of uh, your ministry partners in the Asia-Pacific region, in the, uh, in the Asia-Pacific part of the world, and also on behalf of all ministry partners that you guys uh, partner with every single month and faithfully, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We cannot do this without powerful, uh, anointed, sending churches having our backs, through financial support, of course, through prayer, through boots on the ground. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. We just cannot thank you enough. And as we kind of conclude this missions convention in a, a Faith Promise Sunday, Faith Promises have been around for so long. And a part of the network of churches that Hillside is a part of, uh, it was started over 100 years ago. It's more, we don't really see ourselves as a denomination, but as a movement of the Holy Spirit. And in our, our movements, what Hillside was established on was we wanted to be the, um, we want to see the greatest missions sending movement the world has ever seen. We want to see the gospel taken to every single place, so that every single tribe, every single language, every single tongue can have the opportunity to respond to the risen King. Amen. And so we are still a continuation of that movement today. All of us in this room, it is so exciting. I am so honored to be able to be here and to have gone, I have many missionaries that have gone before me in Thailand and through different areas and different regions, and so that we're able to be byproducts of other missionaries that have gone before us. Um, but now I get to say thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for sacrificing. And I'm excited to share with you guys. Um, I, again, many of you heard, we were actually here four months ago uh, this four years ago this month, and Rachel, uh, my wife, she shared, she'll be singing, uh, leading us in worship later on, uh, she shared her healing testimony about how God healed her from uh, stage three lung cancer uh, when she was pregnant with our our now middle child, uh, Jory. Uh, Jory uh, was about, about what, 10 weeks pregnant, about 10 weeks pregnant with uh, Jory when she was diagnosed, and, um, and we went to the hospital. She was having trouble breathing, and we found out she had stage three lung cancer, and they immediately removed the entire left lung. Uh, what's crazy is that um, the the tumor, after they removed it, they realized the scar tissue had been, the tumor had been growing for about 10 years. Well, 10 years previous to that, she received um, a, a word spoken over her that she would be leading worship around the world, leading worship to the nations. And we believe that that tumor around that time was insidiously planted to, to stop that calling. Well, we serve an amazing, powerful God. Amen. And that God healed Rachel through medical intervention. That, that, that cancer was removed. There was a bunch of um, uh, tumor, cancerous tissue around the tumor. Uh, they did remove that. She is completely healed. She did almost die th from other life-threatening infections. And Pastor Eric shared with you, you guys prayed for us during a very dark chapter in our life again uh, this past year, a year ago this week, about two days ago, a year ago, um, when this picture was taken in the Bangkok hospital when she was receiving one of many trans blood transfusions uh, because she lost so much blood on the way to the hospital. And thankfully, we were able to go to a different hospital than we had planned to go where our insurance wasn't accepted right away. We had to fight through a lot of things to get that taken care of. But um, she, we we knew something was wrong, and, and we knew she was pregnant. The, the incredible Olympian tube was uh, five years ago. She lost her left lung, and then this past year, her left fallopian tube. And so our pastor, even before all this, over in Green Bay, was like, you really need to put some goggles on. You seem to be losing your left of everything. <laughs> but now we jokingly can say, and it's so cheesy, but I have to say it, she's all right. All right. <laughs> so praise God. We're so thankful. And now, um, uh, uh, Pastor Eric's wife, uh, uh, we say for our girls, we say Miss Pam. I was going to say Miss Pam. Miss Pam is uh, right back there in the nursery. I'm looking right at my son right now as she's holding him. And so uh, he is six weeks old. Here's a picture of him on the screen as well. And oh, she's going to walk him over to the window here so we can all do, oh, but he is six, he is six weeks old uh, this Wednesday. And God is a miracle working God. Amen. And there he is. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> He's adorable. I'm so glad she's, she's with him this morning. 
Thank you so much, Pam, Miss Pam. Um, and so, uh, it, again, it was a pleasure sharing with you guys this morning about Thailand, if you were able to make it to the first uh, part of the service. Uh, we were just so honored. Thank you so much for a chance to, we don't always get a chance to talk about our call to missions and our call to Thailand. So it's always refreshing when, as a couple, we can do that together. Rachel doesn't always get to come with me um, just because of life situations, keeping our girls uh, back at um, a sense of normalcy during all this time of crazy travel. Uh, but she really wanted to be here for Hillside because you guys have just stayed connected with us. You have really been an encouragement to our family. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, again, we are able to share all these testimonies of what God is doing in Thailand because of your faithful giving and your faithful prayers. So again, we just want to thank you so much. Um, we want to, again, uh, this morning, Pastor Eric has given us the opportunity to encourage and challenge you at Hillside this morning. And our prayer is that we would all walk away with a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, inspired and in awe of the fact that God wants to use us. He wants to use us to use you to build the kingdom of heaven. And it's truly an honor to be, to be back in the States this year to remind people that Christ continues to build his church right here locally, all across the United States and to the ends of the earth. In Mark 16, 15, and also in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and I was reminded of a song that we would sing in, in uh, elementary school. And we, we had the same, I guess, CD or tape or whatever we had, because we were like, in this car, we're singing, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 is the, anybody know it? No. Great Commission. <laughs> Matthew 28, 19, and 20 says to go, 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 go. But also in Mark 16, 16, 15, Mark also captures this. I'm going to read from Mark 16, 15. Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, to all creation. This command or great commission, as we have come to call it in English, is the task that we still have at hand today. So there we find the mandate as the followers of Christ. And then as Jesus's famous last words, he shares with us the mission or the game plan in Acts 1.8. And you know it. Jesus said to be his witnesses, to tell him in his invitation in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth at Acts 1.8. To, to us in our current location as followers of Jesus, that translates to the city and to the, United, to the state, like over Milwaukee, to the United States, and to the rest of the world. And I love saying to the rest of the world, because now being a missionary and having traveled the world so much, I can, when I preach about missions and I share about Jesus's command in different places, you know, when we say the ends of the earth, that is so relative to where we are geographically. Do you realize that? If you've ever been on a, on a trip, maybe a vacation or a missions trip, and you, you're reading this, like, wow, to the ends of the earth. You know, it's, it's really amazing when Jesus gave us this commission to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth are places like what is now the United States. Isn't that weird to think about? We don't always think about that. But get this, we are all byproducts of apostles and missionaries. Think about that. I wonder, as I'm saying this, who it may be, we're going to work hard, amen. They could say, we are byproducts of one time. And I just felt so honored that this elderly Korean woman, we were all on a missions team together in Northern Thailand. I was kind of leading the, the Korean team. And she stopped me and she said, I want to thank you. Thank you, because I know it wasn't directly you, but the American church, many years ago, they sent missionaries to Korea. And now because of that, me, my family, and my nation, we are proudly serving Jesus. I was like, 
I didn't do that, but thank you. Like, wow, and just you bawling. It was just such a holy, special moment. We are byproducts of apostles and missionaries, all of us, even the original disciples, right? You are able to be in church freely worshiping a risen king who died for you and gave you the gift of perfect eternal life because someone was obedient to the great commission and sacrificed something, if not everything, laid down their life for this cause. Some sacrificed great successful jobs. Some sacrificed seeing their families. Some sacrificed their very lives. And behind every missionary making a sacrifice right from the very beginning in the book of Acts is a church that sins. Amen? What has helped me greatly in understanding my role individually in the Great Commission is shifting my perspective on what a missionary really is. Missions is not just a ministry of the church. Missions is not just a theme for the month. And it's certainly not something for us to throw money at, for us to pay off a moral debt that we have to help people less fortunate than us. Missions is the very lifeblood of the church of Jesus Christ. And the church is the vehicle for the Holy Spirit to move powerfully throughout the earth to fulfill the unfinished task of giving every person the opportunity to call on the name of Jesus, the only one that can save them. Most people in Thailand, as you heard this morning, for example, have never met another Christian. In this one country, there are over 80,000 villages with no church, no Christian community, and many of them hours from a church like the one that I shared this morning. And every time we do an outreach and present the gospel, we get invitations to share uh, at the other places, which is amazing. But what's not amazing is that we and other missionaries are constantly turning down invitations because there's simply not enough time or people boots on the ground to share the gospel, to follow up with discipleship. That breaks my heart. It's overwhelming. It is. It's overwhelming to all of us. And it burns us out if we let it get to us. And the need only becomes more overwhelming when you step off the plane for the very first time. All excited. You've raised the support. You have the backing of the, uh, the churches around the world to serve in the country that you've been called to and change the world for Jesus, only to discover that the cultural and language differences create massive barriers for you to be able to hit the ground running. And Rachel and I can attest to this, that we are extraordinarily busy uh, when we get to hit the ground running. It's, it's crazy how little time we have for things. And it actually feels like you hit a wall when it comes to ministry. Because here in the States, we can move at a very, very, very fast pace because the gospel's already been here. People have context to the gospel most of the time. And you're able to already have the church, which has the funding, tax exemptions. You're able to move, just move quickly, move quickly. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but whenever you go to a context where it's slower, you see how quickly it goes sometimes. But it, on the missions field, it, does, it takes time. And weeks and months and years fly by and you begin to recount the cost. God, couldn't we make more of an impact in the United States? People need to know Jesus there too. Are, are we providing the best opportunity that we can for our children to grow in the ways of God and in life? I see all the ways that you're using us to lead people to you, but wouldn't our impact be so much greater elsewhere? And you know, I have felt the same thing and asked the same questions while stateside too when supporting missions. <laughs> God, I feel led to give to this ministry, but I want to make sure that it's actually a meaningful enough gift. My extra $10 a month probably won't make a big dent personal budget, right? Globally, but does my 30-second call want our life to count, right? 
And at the end of the day, most of us are willing to make some type of sacrifice, but oftentimes only to things that we deem worthy of our sacrifice and worthy of our investment. To an extent, this is wisdom, actually. God gives us wisdom, right? And God has given us the ability to steward the resources that has been entrusted to each of us. That is our responsibility. But where most of us fall into trouble is when we begin to see ourselves as God. No, we don't assume the title or label of God. We wouldn't even want that. But we are more likely to show where our hearts lie by where we spend and send our money. I'll say it again. We're more likely to show where our hearts lie, the conditions of our hearts, where we spend our money and where we send our money. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, you can follow along on the screens. It says in verse 19, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store yourself, store I'm sorry, I'm used to a different translation, but I'm going for the different one today. Verse 20, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I do like reading in different translations though, because it, I've actually memorized this whole entire chapter. I had to give, uh, present this whole chapter in front of a church once when I was in high school, that was terrifying. But I still remember it, like, you know, but sometimes whenever you read in different translations, doesn't it just open up your mind and your perspective to see things differently? I think it's cool. Anyway, then he continues in verse 24. He says, no one, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Jesus then goes on to summarize how God cares even for the most little things. And we don't have to worry about where our money is going to come from. He will provide. He says in verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Wow, that is for someone today. That's for me, it's for all of us, but it's also for someone specifically today. You came here not knowing how you were going to get to church because of the gas, but you made a sacrifice and you were obedient because the Holy Spirit was leading you here for a purpose. Thank you for making that sacrifice. Thank you for being obedient. And as we talk about being true followers of Christ, there are two words, two spiritual practices that carry an immense amount of weight and have the ability to position you to experience all that God has for you and all that he wants to do through you. I just said it a minute ago. Did you get that? Obedience and sacrifice. Obedience and sacrifice. First, let's focus on obedience. Why? Because he is worthy of our obedience. He is worthy of our obedience. Obedience, simply put, is doing what, we, what you have been asked to do. Doing what you've been asked to do. When Jesus commissioned his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, they were obedient. They did what they were asked to do. Jesus had proven himself worthy. Philippians 4.8 says, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus modeled obedience and sacrifice. He, he didn't ask them to do anything that he hadn't already done himself. And clearly the disciples didn't need to know anything else. They just had an urgency to go based off of the command of a man and of a God who was and is worthy. And now we are a continuation of this assignment that has never changed. Do you get that? The assignment never changed. It never has since Jesus said to go. The baton has been passed on to you and to me. Will you run with that same urgency? 
One time while in a pastoral position, I had a person who had major issues with the concept of the tithe, which again, Pastor Eric alluded to it. A tithe is, is separate from your above and beyond giving, your offering, your missions giving, which the tithe is temperable of bringing. Now, this person was because they, did, they, they wanted to know exactly where their dollar given was spent. And they wanted to be able to give it wherever they wanted and wherever they felt pleased and to know exactly how it was spent. Now, I can totally respect that, absolutely. Uh, wanting to be a good steward of the money that you've been given. And, and I believe churches are obligated to, to do that, right? That's, that's good stewardship. But I didn't sense while, they were, while I was talking to them and coaching them that their concern was about being a good steward. Their, their concern was a deeper heart issue. It was about having control, having control. And the thing about obedience is that it requires a submission. It requires relinquishing control. And I got to witness personally how events unfolded in their life because in this area and in others, there was an unwillingness to be obedient, an unwillingness. Jesus is worthy of your obedience as followers of Christ and friends. He's also worthy of your sacrifice. He's worthy of your sacrifice. God sees the sacrifices that you make. Sacrifice is a theme that's really webbed all throughout the Bible. Once humanity fell into sin in the Garden of Eden, sacrifice has been required to remove the barrier that sin creates between us and God. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave himself as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And sacrifice is still a theme within the context of the Great Commission as followers of Jesus. I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times that we've had open doors in Thailand because, and have built relationships and trust with people because they see that we are sacrificing our comfort uh, of living our lives in the States and our own culture and by our, our friends and our family for a cause that is greater than ourselves. They might not understand the cause fully, but they get it. They understand that we're sacrificing. I can't tell you how humbled and honored we have been to hear the story after story of how people have sacrificed in incredible ways to help send us and to send other ministry partners to the field and to keep ministries funded locally and globally. Or how people have, sp have spent extra time on their knees pleading for God to help with medical emergencies or praying for us as we head into dark places to share the gospel. And how thankful we are when people join us for a period of time, whether it's a short time or a long time, and help us by being boots on the ground with us. Paul talks about sacrifice beautifully in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. He is worthy of your sacrifice. About 12 years ago, I was in a, a worship night at a church. And at that time, I felt called to missions and had recently felt God shifting my heart to go to a place that would require a greater sacrifice than I had previously expected. Whenever I felt God calling me to missions, I had a really pretty picture of what that would look like. It was kind of a romantic picture. And uh, I had given God a list of places that I would not go. Um, and through this time, God was changing my heart. He was giving me an, a greater heart and a greater understanding to realize how I could serve him um, in, in deeper ways. And 
And I was desiring to hear from God in this, this night, and I was praying. A song came on, and this song, you have to know, uh, you probably have heard it, um, and I'll share it in just a moment, but oh my goodness, it was just overplayed at this time, and this church just overplayed the song. And, and you, you can't really overplay a song, but you can, you know what I mean? You can overplay a song. So, um, and it, it was, and I also worshiped personally in my time with this, and it was just like, wow, God. And I, I just remember sitting there, because I was going into autopilot right away, Oh, how he loves us. Oh, <laughs> you guys know that song? Uh, oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. Oh, okay. So I was on auto me to understand. I just really, I'm sorry. I just have to share this. This isn't a divine revelation. Rachel, you're going to appreciate this. I remember last time I was here, she came up at the end and she hit her head on that TV. And it was hilarious. And we joked about it for so long. Watch your head, honey. I love you. <laughs> it was awesome. I joked about that for so long. It's like, boom. I'm like, she's like, oh. and she never hits her head because she's so short. Oh, so I love it. I was like, ah. <laughs> so going back many years ago, I was in a church and, um, and the, the song came on. I asked God for a different perspective. And immediately, it was like weird immediately. I just had this vision. And have you ever had not out of body, but like, it was almost like a dream where God, and, and I just like, everything in the room kind of disappeared. And I just felt God was just downloading this vision. And I remember him asking me, Brandon, would you really go anywhere? And this is a continuation of what I'd already been praying and talking to him about. I'm like, yes, God, I'll go anywhere. I've already established that. Like, I'm good. Like, wherever, let's go. He said, okay, awesome. He asked me a second question. He said, would you go anywhere would you go specifically to, and I just got this image of this island and this little boy, and I, I just got this picture of this, of this boy, and very clear, I still remember it today, and he said, would you go and share my love and, this, and my message, this gospel message, but only if it was just this boy, that you would lay down everything, your whole life, your education, your, your experience, your, everything that you could offer, would you sacrifice your life and go to this place so that this boy and only this boy? And I sat there for a while because I remember as I was singing it, God was revealing a different way. That he was answering my prayer and revealing, oh, how he loves, how he loves the, the, the person who's never had a chance to know him, how he loves those people who have no access how he loves the people who meet every Sunday and worship his name. He just has such immense love that he gave us only son for them. And I just begin to have a new perspective. And now every time this song comes on, I'm not singing it today, don't worry. But every time this song comes on now, I just think of this, this story. And I remember, wow, how deep God's love is. But God wasn't done asking me a question because I said, yes, absolutely. It's, it's a hard decision. But God, if you're calling me to do this, I'll be obedient and I'll sacrifice and I'll go. Well, he wasn't done, and he asked me a third question. This one was the hardest one yet. He said, would you go? All the same questions, but he ended with, you know, to just this boy. And I'm telling you up front, he's never going to make a decision to follow me. He will never make a decision. And all of your life will be sacrificed in vain. Your degree, your education, your experience, everything that you could offer me, everything you could offer this world, sharing my message, would you still go? If I just said to go, would you be obedient? And I'm like, God, I'm going to have to say no. Is this a test? Like, that I've asked? No. And I just, just felt super, super convicted. And I felt the Holy Spirit convicting my heart. And 
I wrestled with that for a long time. I wrestled that maybe well, two weeks, but this was like every day I was thinking about this and just really upset by it because I couldn't say yes to God because I really felt, I actually really believed that he was asking me to do that. And finally, one day after several weeks in prayer, I was sitting in my, just my dorm room in college and I was like, God, I don't know why you, I was mad. I, was like, I don't know why you would do that. Why am I even here? Why am I spending, just, just send me. Like, don't, don't waste anything else. Like, just, just send me and I'll go wherever you want to go. I'll do it. Because I didn't say this at the time, but in words, you're worthy. Because you deserve it. You, you could have my life. If you're asking me to do this, like, I trust you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I trust you. If you're asking me to do this, then I trust that your plan is perfect. I don't understand why, and I hope that you would use it, but okay. And then almost immediately, there was a release in my spirit. Good, awesome, because I'm going to use you to reach the nations. I'm going to, me, I'm going to praise my no matter what. I'll never forget that. And I'm like, Phew. okay, awesome. My life isn't wasted, but really, wouldn't it be so perfect? There's a song out there right now. It's a newer song. Um, and it's, you know, it, this asking, how can, we, how can we give you praise? How can we give you glory, God? Is it a fragrance? Then I'll pour my oil out. Is it a life laid down? Well, here I am. Here's my everything, God. Is it a song I sing? Well, here's a melody. Just tell me what moves you, your heart. How can I show you how worthy you truly are? Friends, Let's just spend time in God's presence, asking him to reveal himself more to us so we can get a glimpse of how worthy he truly is. And so that we can come to him and just say, God, wherever you want me, use my life. I want my life to count, but use me, use me. He is worthy of your obedience. What area of your life is God revealing that you need to trust him more? He is worthy of your sacrifice. How can you offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to a worthy God? These are questions that we should constantly be asking ourselves because our, the seasons of life change. Our situations change. And I want you all to hear this this morning. Sometimes we are afraid to sacrifice or to be obedient if we are not sure we hear God's voice correctly. And it can actually be an excuse that we use. Is that really you, God? No, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't ask me to sacrifice everything as a waste. No, you wouldn't do that. Sometimes it's super clear, God's voice in our lives and his direction. And there are times in my life where it has not been very, uh, very clearly revealed to me. And if it hadn't been later on revealed to me creatively by God, then I might have missed the mark. But when we are in sync with the Holy Spirit, we don't always need those large, flashy neon signs like, go here and go here this way. Oh, no, wrong turn, rerouting, rerouting. We don't always need those. Some of us live for the flashy signs when we should be living simply to honor a worthy God. Friends, are you living for those flashy signs, waiting and waiting in your prayer closet for God to speak that audible voice? Well, friends, he's speaking. This Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Christ, is alive inside of you. And a lot of times it's just the, what we would identify as conscience and common sense. A lot of times that is the Holy Spirit's voice working in sync with our spirit. Isn't that beautiful that God does that? The beautiful thing about our relationship with God as co-heirs with Christ in the kingdom of heaven is that we are released to be ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven to bring heaven to earth. What we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what we loose on earth will be loose in heaven. 
We have authority to build God's kingdom. It starts in our life and it's an overflow that goes out. You have authority in step with the Holy Spirit as your counselor to take risks that increase your faith. So ask yourself, how can I become less so that God can become more? How can I step out in greater faith in different areas of my life? And I believe that even if we get it wrong, even if we get it wrong, a sacrifice or obedience that we make on behalf of Christ, when done with good heart, it will be honored by God. I really believe that. You, as an ambassador of Christ, have permission, have God's blessing to go and make disciples, to represent him, and to declare things, to bind and to loose. And if you believe, like, wow, I really believe that God wants me to step out in faith here, you don't have to, I mean, use common sense, use wisdom, right? But just be, I want to believe God for this. So God, I'm going to take a step. I'm going to step out in faith, right? You have the ability. You don't have to wait. God is already moving, right? I love this phrase. I heard it once before. We're not waiting on a move of God. We are the move of God. Be the move of God. Step out in faith. And I, I, I really believe the reason that we do that we can't out sessions, but the mandate and the mission is in Thailand. I get to share it in different places that I go. Here at Hillside, your leadership team meets together and asks God regularly for ways for God to reveal ways for you as a church to get together to take part in missions and with ministry partners locally, nationally, and globally. Believe me, there is no shortage of mission, mission, uh, ministry partners and, and ministries out there all doing amazing kingdom work. And Pastor Eric talked about inflation on the rise. Well, we're all on the same boat, friends. Inflation is real for all of us. And it's a global thing. Your leadership team is able to make commitments each year and able to expand your reach because of faith promises that are made each year. Now, you're not, you're, you're not saying, I promise that I will provide this. What you're saying is, I promise that I will do my best to pray that God provides these funds because this is what I believe is a challenge for me. Don't put down a comfortable number that you can do regardless of what happens, like a safe answer. It's not a faith promise. Again, no one is going to follow up with you or hold you to this. It's a faith promise. And it's based on these that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal ways that you can step out in faith and put a number down. And then believe God and say, God, I, I'm believing for this number. I want you to bless ministry partners, bless this church through it, bless me through it, through this faith. And in just a moment, Rachel's going to lead us in a song and we're going to reflect on how truly worthy God is. He is worthy of your time and your resources. Now we sing and reflect. I want to challenge you to ask the Holy Spirit to stretch what you think is possible and prayerfully consider how much you think that you're being led to give this year in missions. In just a moment, Pastor Eric is going to come back and explain a little bit the next steps uh, before Rachel goes into to a song. Uh, but let me just take a moment and, rem, um, and pray over you, remind our souls how worthy God is. Can we just bow your head, your head just a moment? Holy Spirit, I thank you for this moment and time where we're being challenged, I'm being challenged to once again step out in faith and believe you, the God of miracles, to do amazing things in through our church, through our families, through our, our workplaces, to bless other peoples. And I pray that every single dollar sown into ministry would reap a harvest, that these dollars going will be, will be sending people, will be fostering missions all throughout the world, through this community, and through the, the nations. 
God, I pray that you would help people right now to whatever, whatever that uh, concern is they have, that maybe they have some unpaid bills or something going on. I pray that in addition to them making a faith promise, that they would also have faith that you're going to provide with them working and them doing their part, that you will supplement and you will do the, the, the rest. You fill in the gaps, God. You fill in the gaps. So I pray that these ambassadors of you would represent your kingdom well in making this promise right now and stepping out in faith. We declare in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Bernie, could you read a verse for me? Uh, Revelations 5, 9. Yeah, absolutely. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood, you purchase for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. Amen. What a powerful verse. Yeah. We're about to take up uh, faith promises. I don't know what will come in or what our, our vision will be, but I feel like as individuals, we're about to make a faith promise. So I think that we need to make a faith promise as a church as well. And so, uh, Brandon, you and Rachel, we, uh, we're going to double what we do for monthly support wow. for you guys. Wow. Thank you. Um, wow. What amazing missionary wow. couple you guys are. Yeah. Wow. So, church, we're going to take our pledge cards at this time. We're not out to say <laughs> name on here and the amount. And the reason I'm asking for your name is so that I can pray for you. And what God wants to do through you in the area of missions. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. It's not to belittle you, I will never ask you of whether or not you're giving. It's just for me to pray for you. Yeah. And for our leadership team to pray. That's it. Mm. So would you take this card for just a moment? We want to pray. Yes, Jesus. What an honor it is, God to carry the crosses that you ask us to bear. Thank you, Jesus. God, you have a heart for people. Mm. And I feel like over the last two years, you just given us such a small glimpse mm. of your love for the lost. It's transformational. And it is changing us as a church. Lord, I believe that today is far more important than a piece of paper and what we write down. It's an opportunity for us to express the things that you are teaching us through your word. That you want to reach the lost. And just like Simon was pulled from the crowd in such an honor to carry the cross of Christ. This morning, you are calling our names and saying, would you come and carry a burden for me? For the lost, would you be a resource, a tool for my kingdom to be able to reach someone who does not know the gospel? We've we have prayed the wrong thing for far too long. We've prayed we want to do something for God. 
Can I tell you God's heart? He wants to do something with Thank you. Man. Thank you, Jesus. The faith promise is God doing something with you yeah. to reach someone with the gospel. Lord, we're about to make faith promises as we go into this song. Lord, speak to our hearts. Speak to the spouses here because we want to do this as family units yeah. today. God, what would you have us step out in faith and say, I am going to try my very best to give this much a month to missions so that someone might hear the gospel message and be able to find you as Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. All I'm going to ask you to do at this time is write that number down. Talk to your spouse. Maybe your kids are with you. Uh, if they're teenagers, you can talk with them. Maybe you're here by yourself. You, got to, you, get to, you get the privilege and honor to figure this all out, just you. Uh, but the Holy Spirit is here. What is God going to challenge you to give? Rachel's going to play one song for us to have a moment to hear from the Holy Spirit, to write this number down. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to have a very special altar call to turn these in. So Rachel, would you lead us in a song? Let's worship God together. I feel um, led to say one thing. I don't know if this is for one family or if this is for everyone in the room. Um, but I do feel like there's uh, the Holy Spirit is laying on my heart to say, ask your wife uh, what that number is. God's laid that number on your wife's heart. Um, so I don't know if that's just maybe a step out in faith. I feel like in a moment... Um, that's going to be something. And maybe it's a practice that you can all do, and then you can agree on that together. But I believe that for some, or someone where there's an unknown um, number, and it's not going to be released until you ask your wife. So I just really feel impressed to say that right now. Thank you, guys. Amen. Let's worship. And all the saints and angels thrones cast out their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing you are worthy of it all you are worthy of it all for from you are all things and to you are all things you deserve the glory cause you are worthy of it all you are worthy of it all for from you are all things and to you are all things you deserve the glory cause all the saints and angels they bow before your throne and all the elders cast their crowns before the
If you can hear us, if uh, you guys could come join us in the service. Rachel's going to lead us in one more song. And uh, as she does that, I'm going to ask you to come up. If you're here by yourself, you come by yourself. If you're here with family uh, this morning, come as a family unit. And would you put Thomas in the basket at the you do? Over, we're going to pray for Brandon and Rachel as a church. Um, and that's how we'll close our service today. But Rachel, would you lead us one more time, and would you come as a family unit and just put your faith promise in the basket this morning? Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. And Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you. And holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes. and lead me in your love to those 
open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me because i will build my life upon your love join us here up front, Robbie service uh, with Rachel, and we're going to close our service. Um, we'll include a blessing over the offering as well. You can give in the box in our foyer at the end of service today if you regular tithes and offerings. Uh, if you want to give to missions today, we're not going to stop you to do that. <laughs> You're welcome to do that as well. Um, if you'd like to help Michaela and Nick, obviously just put in the memo of your giving. You'd like to do that. We'll, we'll promote that again next week uh, with Mission Sunday. Um, guys, I, I don't understand my connection with you. <laughs> we had never met before four years ago. We've had one, I think, meal together. You came during a time and a season in our church that was very challenging and difficult. Um, and somehow, there's been a heart connection. And so, uh, we'd like to pray a blessing over you. Uh, there is no doubt God is moving in your ministry. Uh, you are in one of the toughest places I could imagine in the world. I'm sure, I'm sure there's somewhere tougher. But all the things you guys have to overcome to even get through the door to share the gospel with people that are so hungry to hear it, I can't imagine the frustration. 
of wanting to go and wanting to do more. Um, and so we want to pray a blessing over you. And so my wife would come. We're going to give your child back to you. <clears throat> You've made my wife very happy today. <laughs> um, and we don't want to overwhelm you guys, but I am going to ask that if you guys could stand in the middle. Um, and church, if you're willing to come and just circle around, not too close, we don't want to freak anybody out, but if you'd come, we want to pray a blessing over this amazing couple and their ministry. Pam, if you'd come join me. Jesus, you are worthy. You're worthy of our very best. God, you are amazing and that you would choose your creation to partner with you to carry the gospel message to the world is such an amazing honor. Lord, you love this couple and their family, their three beautiful kids that you have given them. God, we pray a blessing over their children. God, that you would call them into a deep relationship with you. That you would speak to their hearts and minds, even at such a young age, and share secrets with them and just moments with them that are so special, so unique. Sometimes it's very difficult being the child of a couple in ministry. Lord, I pray that they would always know that their parents love them deeply. God, I pray most of all that they would know you in such a deep and profound way. God, we pray for, for Brandon and Rachel. And God, we pray that your spirit would do new and exciting things within them and their ministry. Lord, I pray for the, the things that have been holding back the vision that you have for the people of Thailand, that, God, you would begin to tear down the walls in incredible ways. That, God, like a fire raging through, God, a dry, barren ground would catch fire. New churches that lull them to carry the gospel themselves to, Lord, the, the, the craziest places across Thailand where there is no church, where there is no gospel message, you would raise up people within that own nation to go to those places. God, I pray for the promises that you have spoken to Brandon and Rachel and their quiet places that they have not even shared with anyone that this might be the season of fruition to those things that you have placed in their heart and mind. God, that you might do more than ever before, that you would empower them to do more than ever before, and you would resource them in ways like you have never before. Lord, every need that they have over this next four-year season, the resource would be there. Every time there's a big project that they dream big, that the resources would be moved and mobilized in record time. Like never before, 
God, we send this couple out and we pray may your favor rest upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray over our offering this morning of our tithes and offerings. Lord, would you bless those who give. May we have a heart of giving and resourcing your kingdom. And Lord, would you take what comes in and would you enable us as a church to do more with it than we ever thought possible? We've prayed that prayer for five years. And in the midst of a pandemic, we saw you answer that prayer. We thank you for enabling us to resource and bless our missionary partners like never before. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, three services, one weekend. If you haven't experienced church yet, I don't know what else we could possibly offer. Uh, but have an amazing week. We will look forward to meeting with you next Sunday for a phenomenal worship experience. Church, be blessed.